With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along, it's another edition of the Big Bash Daily, I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger, taking you through this one. Thank you very much indeed to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of these Big Bash Daily podcasts. Snapping up the right mortgages for you, give them a visit, bluecrocmoney on Twitter, bluecrocodile.co.uk on the web. I am joined today by Naman Shah and Ash Turner to take a look at the match between the Strikers and the Sixers. And it's ongoing as we speak, and 69 runs required, 24 balls left. We've just seen Liam Scott, LBW to Stephen O'Keethson. Ash, this is uh, promised to be a really good game, didn't it? And at one stage, it looked like it could be go right down to the wire, but the uh, current chase for the strikers with just four wickets left looks a little bit beyond them. Yeah, it looks like it got slipped out of their hands, really, the strikers. They would have surely fancied both early on in the Sixers' innings and then really early on in their innings to comfortably win this game. But I think this is where the Sixers show the strength and show why they were last year's winners. They've got such good strength and depth all the way through the team. They've got people who can win them games. And I think that's been the real difference today. The match winners like O'Keefe and Dan Christian have showed up and made a massive difference when they've been in trouble. Rashid Khan has come in. He's always entertaining, Rashid Khan, with the bat. Um, he's come in to join Jonathan Wells, who's 24 not out. Carlos Brathwaite coming in to bowl to uh, Jonathan Wells, and he just starts that one down on the offside. They go through for one, and it's looking a, a little bit beyond them now, man, isn't it, at the moment? The strikers uh, not necessarily hitting the ground running. We keep saying on these podcasts that it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. You don't win the big bash at the start of the 
the tournament. The strikers just look a little bit off the pace at the moment. Yes, I feel they failed to capitalise after the start. They got uh, Philip Salt and uh, Betherald both gave them a brilliant start. I felt over there maybe Kerry should have uh, been promoted. He should have come uh, in place of Rainshaw over there uh, because they had got to, off to a brilliant start and they just had to stay over there and knock off singles and doubles and not just base delivery. I also feel that uh, in T20 especially, your best batsmen should bat up the order and I also feel that in absence of Travis Head, uh, Kerry should bat one down and uh, yes, uh, they could have been uh, much better after the start they caught uh, but a uh, brilliant comeback especially by Ben Menati. I like his loopy deliveries, especially to the left-handers. Good comeback by Sydney Sixers. Yeah, Sydney Sixers made 177 for five in their 20 overs. The uh, stars of the show, 46 not out from Dan Hughes from 41 deliveries, one four and two sixes for him. But Dan Christian making the second fastest big bash, 50. He made exactly 50, 16 balls, four fours and five sixes. So he got to 50 and 15 balls there and really did change the dynamic of that Sixers innings. Took them up to 177 for five. We saw two wickets for Dan Worrell, two for Wes Agar. And then, as Naman said, when the uh, strikers came out, Phil Salt, 28, Jake Weatherall, 27, got them off to a very good start. But only really Jonathan Wells has uh, got in since then. He's uh, currently 25 not out. 67 needed, 21 balls left. And one of the things, um, I, I kind of keep picking up on this in all T20 competitions around the world really that you know you get these young upstarts that come in and, and look really good the Tom Bantons of this world but generally speaking Ash the guys that end up top of the the ladders for batting and bowling the guys that are more, most consistent are the experienced guys it's not necessarily a game for young fellas is it you know Dan Christian he's been around for ages played 300 plus T20 matches and you can rely on him he's been there seen it done it and uh, and knows what to expect yeah, I think with the experienced players, it's that increased consistency that they have. And I think that obviously comes from a lot of it from the experience. I know I heard one of the Critviz guys talking about how Dan Christian's massively into talking to him about about his stats and the matchups and uses his experience to be able to work out what he needs to do and when. And I think that's the, the big difference. The more games these lads are playing, the more experience they get, the more consistent they are and the more... They know what to do when and make the right decisions. I think that's the big thing with T20. We're only having 120 balls. I think it's all about making the right decisions at the right time. I think that's obviously easier the more games you're playing. If you play 300-odd games or whatever it is, I think you're always going to be a little bit better at making them right decisions. That, that's it, isn't it, now, man? The, the 120 balls thing there, the variables in a T20 match are that much less than a test match, which, you know, over five days with no restrictions, anything can happen really in a test match. In a T20, the likes of Dan Christian and, and the guys that have been around for a long time and played T20 a lot, they've encountered most scenarios before, haven't they? So they know how to deal with things. Absolutely, James, and also not Dan Christian. They have over there... Carlos Brethwaite and also Holder playing this match. Uh, what I felt is that Teddy Lee strikers need to come up with a better plan. They are going with the same template, finishing of Oral in the first eight overs and then relying on Rashid Khan and maybe Peter Siddle and Weston Ega in the end. So they should have come up with a better plan to encounter all the three, all these three big hitters because, uh, uh, and also I, just cannot understand what this X-Factor was all about uh, in last two matches today itself. They just replaced simply bringing in Scott and bowling one over of Danny Briggs. 
you feel your best 11 and just replace the player in just one over by bowling him so i just do not understand this brainstorming over here because uh, just like we saw in the test match uh, even in t20 itself just one over going for 25 to 30 runs is simply changes the course of the match so you need to back your strength and come up with a good plan and you just not uh, like just play with uh, like borel is okay is good with the swing and new ball but he is your go to bowler so you need uh, to come up with a better plan against the team like sydney sixers who are having james wins and these three holder and uh, christian and uh, brightwade you need to come up with a better plan you just cannot simply rely on rashid khan to take care of these three In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Ashley, if you're Danny Briggs, you're feeling a little bit hard done to, aren't you? You've travelled halfway around the world to play Big Bash. You've got all excited about it. And you're bowling six balls every three or four days and then getting hooked from the game. It's uh, It seems to be a little bit harsh, doesn't it? Yeah, I think as an overseas, you're obviously expecting to come and really play a big part in, in every game, especially when they've allowed three overseas and he's one of only three they've got. It's, it's not sort of like the IPL where you have several more overseas knowing for well you're not going to be able to play him all. So I can't imagine he's best pleased. And I found the tactics behind it a little bit odd, to be honest. I understood sort of that they wanted an extra batsman in because they thought the pitch was a little bit more difficult to bat on. But surely your strongest 11, your first 11, should have enough batting in it anyway, really. Because it was, it's not like it was a humongous target, 200 plus. And this, the plan seemed to be that, obviously, Christian, Holder and Brathwaite struggle a little bit against the... The spinners, so they held Rashid Khan back for them, but then chose to remove their other spin up, good spin option in Briggs, and bring in Scott, who then went for, well, quite a big over off Christian. So mm. I'm not sure the X Factor decision was tactically the right one in the end. When Dwarshis, I think he's a, a terrific bowler. Um, he's bowling on my screen at the moment. He's got no wickets today, but he's been very economical and always seems to bowl the right ball. The previous one was a wide, admittedly, but uh, he's running in again today, left arm round and bowls, and that's pitched up and just uh, played behind square on the leg side. They go through for one. It's 59 needed from uh, 13 deliveries at the moment, so it looks like the Sydney Sixers are going to take the, um, well, three points a day because the Adelaide Strikers were ahead at the halfway. And Now, man, that's a big bash boost point. Adelaide Strikers has got off to that fast start and then they've kind of capitulated haven't they but it's an example of how a team that uh, is in the game at 30 overs still gets a point despite losing today Adelaide strikers are going to go down but they're going to still get that big bash boost point Yes I love this one uh, rule because it will definitely matter when this uh, tournament will go into the business end and uh, it's quite a bit surprising because also the 10 over deciding point they just got off in mere four to five overs and now they are on the losing streak this particular match so hard to digest because after getting to that flyer and sealing that one point in just five overs and now losing the match but yes at least they got this one point but they really need to come up with a better captaincy a better playing level and also not just follow what they usually do bowling Goral and I feel 
definitely feel carry should bat uh, one down uh, overall good at least they got the one point but i feel that they should have won this match after the start they got well 55 needed by the strikers from two overs so if they get home today that's going to be one hell of a last 12 balls isn't it because uh, it looks uh, unlikely at the moment with dan christian coming into bowl his fourth over um, i think we might talk about dan christian later when we talk about the blue crocodile cricketer of the match not that i'm trying to influence uh, either ash or naman they get a one run off the uh, first ball of the second over so that's a strike rate now the required runs per over at the moment is 27 in fact it's gone up to 29.45 so not very likely Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Um, Ash Bendwashis, something like him. I mean, I know he's been signed by the Kings Eleven before, but hasn't really played too much in in IPL. He he looks to me to be somebody that franchises around the world could take a bit of interest in because he's got a good control. He's left arm, so he provides a little bit of variety. Looks to have. Well, he's, he's already got a lot of experience. Fifty eight T twenties he's played. This is his fifty ninth, and uh, he's still only twenty six years old. Um, his moustache, we won't talk about that, but uh, he, you know, he's a bowler with plenty of weapons. Yeah, I think he's. He's really, really impressed me. Him alongside actually Dan Wall, who's playing in this game as well. Yeah. I think it sort of shows that you don't need, in the T20, to be the out-and-out pace of Archer or the like. I think it shows how much change-ups are a massive, massive part of the game. But you say he's just got such good control and as a left-arm option, it's just such a good option for a team to have. And as you say, he's got plenty of years left in him. So it'd be hard to not think an IPL team would fancy taking a punt on him. And to be fair... I wouldn't mind seeing a player like him turn up in sort of the 100 or TPL as well, really. I think he can make a big difference for any team. As you say, he's got such such good control. He can often take your wickets as well as being economical. And everyone really wants a left-arm option where possible in their team attack. Rashid Khan, just down at the moment, he just got a Yorker from uh, Dan Christian there that just landed on the outside of his foot. He's gone down with a little bit of pain. The physios sprayed him a bit. It looks like he's going to be okay to continue, but that is one man the strikers won't want to lose for the uh, the rest of this big bash. But Rashid Khan, he's interesting, Naman. We spoke about him a lot in the IPL dailies, obviously, because he's pivotal for the Sunrisers. He's equally pivotal to the strikers. But he, he's a, a guy at the moment who is, got, I think it was one for 34 he got today. Batsmen are sitting on Rashid Khan, aren't they? They're because they know what a threat he is. They're kind of seeing out his overs. If they can get thirty-four runs off him, that is a major bonus. And they're attacking other people. So his wicket-taking prowess in T20, unless he gets a lot of help from the surface. If batsmen are clever, they're trying to just see him off. If you'll always look at his career and the his type of bowling, I always feel that he is more effective in the second innings when they are defending the score. Uh, because when he's not taking the wicket, but he is uh, choking the 
team while chasing he will not let the team go away with the runs i always feel that he is more effective when they are when strikers are defending when sunrisers hyderabad used to defend the score is four overs really matter but over here also i always feel that rashid khan should bowl in the first 10 overs and not after when the platform has been set like 70 80 runs have been scored and you are asking too much for them because uh, too much from him because all these big bashers are coming uh, the likes of dan christian and everyone maxwell all are coming after 10th over and you just cannot expect him to always get rid of these good players who like can hit plenty of when they get go- get going so uh, he is uh, one of the strike bowlers for adelaide so they need to use him more smartly even in the last bbl i uh, big bash i saw that they he always used to bowl after 10 overs especially when adelaide are chasing the target when rashid khan is bowling in the first innings so he needs to come early and not make him wait uh, till the 10 to 12th over so i definitely feel that they need to make use him uh, more smart, uh, smartly Well, that was Rashid Khan there at his best with the bat. Steps away to leg, smashes Dan Christian over extra cover for four. But it's too little, too late for the Adelaide strikers who are going to be going down today to the Sydney Sixers. A short ball, hooked in the air by Rashid Khan. That's gone up into the sky. It's been taken. Oh, he's dropped it. I gave it to him too quickly. It came down probably from the lights and dropped out there at deep mid-wicket. Dan Christian blows his cheeks out there because that was a, well, a sitter. Other backed any three of us to have taken that. Um, it's not going to make any difference to the overall knockings of this, but Dan Christian, who is probably, I think, going to be our Blue Crocodile cricketer of the match, could have had even better figures there had that been taken. Sydney Sixers, Ash, look really good, don't they, at the moment? Looking at the uh, the league table, obviously, before this game is completed, but the Sixers had played two games already, won one, lost one, um, five points. They're going to take three points today, so they're going to go to eighth. They'll stay in third. They look in pretty decent shape to uh, defend their title. Yeah, I think the Sixers have got to be one of the favourites. I think they were before and I think they still are. And they've shown that they've got such a good balance within their team. It's hard to not see them finishing really in the top two or three and probably getting themselves into that final, really. You just look through the line-up and say all the way through you've got quality. You've got people who can win you the ball, whether it's with winning a match, whether it's with bat or ball. Um, and you've got to bear in mind that, like, we still haven't Moises and Riquez are still got, the captain has still got to come back in. Obviously, I know Holder's only here for three games, so you'd expect Enriquez to come in for for Holder. But it's just the the strength throughout that eleven. I, I think there's not many teams, maybe the Stars, that match that strength the whole way through the eleven. We've got five balls left of this game. Jonathan Wells has just hit the ball over extra cover off Brathwaite for four more. 35 off 35 at the moment. So not express rate, but obviously this chase has kind of faltered for the striker. So he's been the glue that's kept this side together. He started in the Big Bash last year, Ash, and hasn't really played too much uh, frontline cricket since because of COVID and, and not getting into other T20 tournaments around the world. So good sign for the strikers, I guess, from this. One of their star players at, le- at least getting time out there in the middle and scoring a few runs. Yeah, I think that's just at the beginning of these tournaments. I don't think really you need to worry necessarily too much about about results as long as you're picking up wins and obviously now bash boost points as well. I think it's not too you don't need to be worried too much yet. It's good you want to be seeing good players, players who are sort of key for your team, like Wells starting to hit runs and starting to look comfortable and finding that form. Especially as you say when we've had such a long layoff for some of these players due to COVID. I think that's why. You don't want to read too much probably into the tables so far. Obviously, you've got 
some overseas still to arrive. You've still got the Aussie Test players to come in. Form is all over the place for different players because all these players in all these different countries have played different amounts of cricket. So it's, it's hard to judge so far whether the table is actually sort of laying out as, as it will be yeah. towards the end or if a few teams are just taking advantage of having players available and players who are a bit more informed than others. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Rashid Khan goes, he's caught on the deep square boundary. If we were doing a champagne moment of today's match, I reckon that might have been it, because Brathwaite bowled him a quite a decent Yorker there. He flicked it off his toe, uh, off his heels. Um, it looked like it was going for six. He would have gone for six, I think, probably with any other fielder fielding at deep square. But Jason Holder was there, stretched his arms above his head and caught it. So uh, Rashid Khan has gone and we are nearly at the end of this uh, Adelaide Strikers reply here. Two more balls left. They're not going to get to the 177 they needed. They're currently on 137 as that next ball is uh, thrashed away to cover. So one more ball to go. We can call this. It's not going to be Adelaide Strikers winning this one. So let's have a look at our blue crocodile cricketer of today's game. If I say the name... Dan Christian, are either of you going to disagree with me, Naman? No, I will go with uh, Dan as well. Uh, brilliant performance, brilliant batting, and also uh, breaking the partnership between Salt and Betherald. I feel that the game completely changed over there. Uh, his experience and changing the franchise this time from Renegades to Sixers. Uh, he's uh, getting younger and younger, and uh, he has been always been a key factor to Big Bash. Uh, brilliant performance. I feel the hitting was uh, completely clean and uh, good bowling as well. He's looking more fitter compared to last year. Yeah, 50 from 16 deliveries, four fours, five sixes. And then with the ball, as we've just seen, he could have actually had more wickets had he not had that catch shelled in his final over. But he finished with figures of uh, one for 25 from his four. Ash, are you in agreement with that adjudication? Yeah, it's got to be done, Christian. I, interesting, I was talking to a friend who was a Knotts fan earlier and he said when he first signed Christian, he wasn't so sure, but it's just something about him. He has missed the T20 for me and he just no matter what, you can always guarantee he's going to do well for you. Well, they're shaking hands there. Sydney Sixers have beaten the Adelaide Strikers by 38 runs. They'll take three points from this encounter. Adelaide Strikers will take just the one. And as we've just been discussing, Dan Christian is our Blue Crocodile Cricketer of the Match. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook, Blue Crocodile. Just to finish with now, man, we're going to talk tomorrow. We're back tomorrow to talk. Uh, there isn't a game tomorrow, but yourself and Rito are going to be joining me to kind of dissect India's dire performance on that day three at uh, the Adelaide Oval, where they got bowled out for 36. Um, spoiler alert, if you want to tune in tomorrow, because I'm going to get Naman to just give me a, a little bit of a synopsis on how he felt when he saw 36 all out on the scoreboard. It wasn't the best, Naman, was it? Not at all. Uh, still failing to digest and still trying to get over the night. Just uh, imagining it uh, gives me a, a dull moment and I completely feel that how the what the players must be going through right now, especially Kohli and uh, good players. But I feel a uh, lot to learn from and I 
teams like india england australia you expect them to bounce back from such a situation so still backing india i feel this is not the best australian playing 11 and uh, india is a threat right now in the overseas condition not because of their batting but more of their bowling because india's bowling is never being talked of when they travel overseas but right now the kind of bowlers we have in our bunch uh, like bumrah and shami obviously is now injured but umesh yadav ishan sharma we are picking those 10 wickets in both innings uh, so yes the batsmen always used to bat well likes of dravid and sachin and everyone but we are winning right now cause of our bowling and i totally feel that we will be good enough for this australian team even in the absence of kohli uh, we have good players over there and uh, i still feel that uh, this is not the best australian uh, playing 11 what they are they have right now it should be a good battle in uh, melbourne on the boxing day It certainly will. Three matches to go in that uh, four-test match series. One final word from you, Ash. I'm going to try and get you to think as think as if you're Australian, um, which I know might be a stretch for you. But the Australia, Naman says they're not the best Australian team. But you look down there, eleven, and I know there's a bit of inexperience in there with Cam Green coming in, etc. But their bowling attack is pretty fearsome, isn't it? When you've got Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Nathan Lyon, their best off-spinner of all time. It's not the easiest team to beat, and in their own conditions, they are very hard to kill off. Yeah, I think we've got to make it except that Australia is probably the best team in the the world right now. I think that bowling attack is the best in the world. I don't think there should be any doubt about that. I mean, you can't even name who's the best, or you'd struggle to name who's the best bowler out of those four. And I think if they can sort out their opening problems, which I know is mainly down to injuries, but if they can sort that out. I struggle to find a weak point and adding in an actual all-rounder like Cam Green who can properly is a good batsman yeah. but also sends down 90 mile an hour snorters. I mean, it's not looking good worryingly for England next year. That's that's what concerns me. Um, and I, I'd be very surprised if it doesn't really finish 3 or 4-0 this um, series, sadly. Yeah, well, there's a lot to look forward to in Australia. The big bash, the test matches between Australia and India as well. And we'll talk about all of that as we go through the rest of these big bash dailies on the Cricket Badger podcast. Ash and Naman, thank you very much for today's words. Cheers, James. Cheers, Naman. Cheers, James. Cheers, Ash. Thank you so much for having us, James. And uh, thank you very much indeed for listening. The Big Bash Daily will be back with you, as the name suggests, every single day as we go through the rest of this Big Bash tournament. Thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of this podcast. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. I'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.